The Angel Feast the Magic Hour. The Angel Feast the Magic Hour. You're listening to Angel Face Magic Hour, your favorite podcast for all things mystical, magical, and more. We get into so many beautiful conversations, so get your notebooks ready, get your brains ready, and get ready to expand your mind, your body, your spirit, your consciousness with me today on Angel Face Magic Hour. See you in the episode. Hey, dude, what's up? It's me. I miss you. Um, Welcome back to Angel Face Magic Hour. This is your reminder. You're overthinking it. It's too much. Just stop thinking about it like that. It's we got to just break it down. It's okay. Break it down into categories. You're overthinking it. It, It's all good. This is the mindset I've been in. And I feel like in um, the last few months, maybe the last year, even I feel simultaneous, and I've probably talked about this, but I feel simultaneously very amazing. Things are upgrading. Things are expanding a lot in my business and um, with my spiritual work and just my psychic abilities. And that encompasses not just the work I do, but like my whole life. It's very much a lifestyle. It's very much I have to accommodate for myself. And I'm learning and learning and learning. The more that I expand, the more I have to take care of myself. So I've been on this journey in terms of more physically taking care of myself um, this year. Been doing challenge after challenge. I'm in a 75 hard challenge I'm doing right now, if you're familiar with that. Um, you do two workouts a day. You drink a gallon of water. I'm not drinking a gallon, but I'm drinking more water you're supposed to do like some kind of diet. My diet is to eat three meals a day because I don't eat enough food. And you're also supposed to read and um, personal development kind of books. I'm trying to read more fiction memoir because personal development is my life. So I love this podcast so much and I want to put more time in it and I want to expand it to my full time thing. Eventually, that's what I would like to do. I lo- I want to do all my other work, my facials, my readings, all the things, but I would love if the podcast was my main income, my main gig. We're not there. This is a side hustle. This is a hobby. <laughs> this is this is something that I'm doing to fuel my soul and to, you know, I do get clients from this. So shout out to anyone who's booked a reading, who's listened to this podcast, and I love you. But I'm not getting sponsorships. So I'm not getting that many listens enough to be have like um organify sponsorships quite yet but we're got there um but I've been overthinking it I've just been overthinking it cycling in and out of ideas and not following through on the ideas and then you know also feeling the work that I do is so divinely inspired that I must listen to the inspiration or else it always falls flat So I'm trying to figure out the way between inspiration, flow, listening to God, source, spirit, like letting that flow through me and guide me to the the guests and the conversations we'll have and the experiences and messages I'll share together and the topics we'll discuss. And I'm also wanting to expand more into wellness because that's kind of like my whole bag is holistic healing and um, (laughs) that's my bag, baby. 
Um, so I'm really excited to expand more into like talking about skin and, um, health and, you know, obviously I'm not a doctor, but maybe I could get some doctors on, would love it, putting it out there, um, as on, alongside the spirituality. Some of my biggest inspiration podcast wise, um, are kind of like that, like a wellness spirituality based podcast. That's what was my main inspiration when I started this podcast and I, um, want to continue to have deep esoteric conversations, but I also want to bring it to um, how that stuff is relevant in our everyday life. Like, I want to talk more about my experiences with aliens and all the really fucking out there crazy stuff that I get into, That, but I also want to make sure at the same time that as we're expanding all into these wild experiences like mediumship and connecting with fairies or aliens or whatever your your thing is maybe you're talking to your ancestors maybe you're talking to loved ones or maybe you're working with energy or maybe you're just curious but um I want to make sure that we ground it in reality and that's the biggest message that keeps coming forward for me with my work in general is allowing people to expand their intuition, expand their ability to understand that they too could have a deep connection with their intuition and um, energy and healing and moving and shifting things in their reality, magic, manifestation, all of those fun, juicy things. But the part that we're doing it for is not to ascend out of our bodies and just like float around in a cloud. Like we're doing this so that we, at least I'm doing this and this is, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that this is your destiny too, but like being able to accommodate yourself, accommodate your body, accommodate yourself to feel comfortable in this reality whether you identify as an empath or a psychic or a medium or you're sensitive, you have any and all mental illnesses um, and variety of different like neurodiversities, like whatever the way that you explain yourself to yourself is or how you've been explained yourself by others. We need to take care of our bodies um, in order to like live in this reality with the amount of energy that comes through us. This is everyone's reality. They might just have some different filters on is how I see it. Like everyone could see spirits and connect with spirits, but not everyone wants to. So they won't like, um, And that's why I think sometimes, this is a whole different tangent, but I'll try to contain myself. But I think sometimes people have these really scary experiences like with ghosts and demons and things like that um, because spirits see something, these spirits see something and that you might be able to perceive them and you're not ready for that, nor do you want that maybe. So you might perceive it as fearful. Um, So I know for me, some of these experiences in my childhood, I thought were like negative or like evil spirits. I don't think they were at the, like upon reflection. I think it was more that I wasn't ready to experience something like that. Um, But I do think there are sometimes like negative energies and things like that. And we can, we can move and shift those. And that's a whole another topic. 
But anyway, I just been feeling like I've in, been in this overthinking mindset of like not even sure how I want to show up. So I've been kind of like inconsistent. And one of my biggest wounds that I worked so much on healing last year in terms of my everyday life was consistency. And I've gotten to a really good point with certain things. Like today, I just went on a walk and I'm seeing my car recording this at the park before I go home and I'm going to get a massage today. Today's a great day. Um, going to get a gua sha massage. If you're in Sebastopol, you should go to radiate studio with melody. She used to work with me at bliss. She's amazing. She also teaches yoga on Tuesday nights. I go, I try to go every week, but I don't make it yin yoga. Anyway. Um, I, don't know why I've been in this feeling but I also feel like sometimes I get ahead of the timeline and I just need to allow things to flow so I'm working on creating structure and flow at the same time so a lot of people probably experiencing that too like how can I create a day that works for me how can I create a life that works for me all of that is to say that We're spinning a little bit around, but that's okay. If you're feeling a little bit conflicted in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, it's okay. Answers will always be revealed at the time that they are meant to. And sometimes we don't need to overthink and contemplate again and again whether or not something is a good idea. Oftentimes we're blocking ourselves and that's what I feel. And, you know, I was thinking about even taking that little rant out and just going in straight into the episode. But honestly, I think (laughs) slash know that it will be helpful for Ashlyn and anyone else listening to be reminded that your ideas are important and relevant whenever they come to you. So spirit guides us in the moments that we need to show up. So I am trying to get out of my own way, but also, again, create the structure and the flow. So the structure has to be there in order for me to show up. Um, And I think about this all the times in terms of art. Like if you're going to create a beautiful painting, it's not just going to happen overnight. You have many little steps that it takes to get there and oftentimes a lot of that stuff is what's unseen so if you've ever made a painting I'm sure you understand about underpainting and layering and gessoing and priming your canvas and all this stuff that you have to do before even painting and you know my background is printmaking there's 35 bajillion steps you do before even doing anything that's probably why I loved it when I was in high school and college is because I love steps but that is what healing is that is what business and work is in terms of like a soulful business a spiritual business there's so much that is underneath and it is required the structure, the layers are required in order for you to move forward and do all this stuff that is seen by the rest of the world or seen by your clients. So I'm so grateful to share this episode. Ashlyn Martin is our guest today. She is a medium and a spiritual healer, and I'm just really excited to share this conversation. I know it will serve you. I know some stuff will come up. 
And if you guys are interested in connecting with Ashlyn, I put all her info in the show notes. We mentioned briefly in the episode that she has her own podcast. So if you're interested in following and learning more about her, check out her podcast. And I encourage you guys to schedule her for a reading. She was generous and gave us a little 20% off discount. So if anyone wants to connect with Ashlyn, send her an email and let her know you're coming from Angel Face Magic Hour and you'll get a little discount on your session. So without further ado, I'm so excited to bring this conversation to you with Ashlyn Martin. See you guys there. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour. I'm really excited. We're with another guest today. We're with Ashlyn, Ashlyn Martin. How are you doing today? Hello. I'm excited. I know. I'm so excited, too. I got all the butterflies, all the feels. I'm super excited. I'm glad I'm here. Ashlyn is a, a psychic me- medium. I don't know what you would describe yourself as, a medium? I think medium, yeah. I started off relating more to spiritual medium just because of deconstructing all my beliefs around it but now I just keep it simple I'm like psychic medium I feel like it can be a loaded word the word psychic Mm -hmm. even and medium but I feel like psychic is people have such a um idea in their mind of what that means so some people don't like it yeah (laughs) but I think it's good to get comfortable with those things so yeah, I'm excited. I'm just going to have you briefly introduce yourself, um, where you're located, and yeah, a little bit about your services and how people can find you. Okay, I am located in Pensacola, Florida, and I am a licensed minister in the state of Florida, and I'm also a Reiki practitioner and I'm also a mom of three kids and I practice um, conscious parenting and that has really helped a lot with my spiritual awakening and with my just journey as a a spirit, you know, becoming more and more aware. Um, I relate a lot every single day to my kids because they're, you know, right there with me. Um, So yeah, that's where I where I'm located right now is the Gulf of Mexico, Pensacola. <laughs> Amazing. And so do you do readings like in person or I know that you do like some different fairs and stuff like that too. So I want to hear about that, but can people find you like, um, can people see you online or is it all in person? Yes, I do both. I do in-person um, markets and stuff in my community. and. I also have um, a virtual platform where I post a lot on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, and I'm always putting courses and offerings out there. And I also do, um, Spirit's telling me to bring this up. I do love donations once a month. I I do a donation-based reading um, I usually have at least one or two people reach out to me every couple of weeks that are struggling and I work them in and do donation wise visits for people. Beautiful. Yeah. I think that's important with the fairs. I'm so curious about that. Like, do you have a, um, kind of like protocol to 
keep yourself kind of grounded when there's so many different people coming in and out around you as you're doing the reading? Um, I kind of just threw myself out there doing it and I've learned as I go, but for the most part, of course, like when I, when someone sits down with me, I say a prayer and call in only the, the best, the highest news from source. And then I set a timer and I kind of just, I'm able to tune out what's around me very easily. Cause that was the very first event that I ever did was at this huge psychic fair where there was like 30 event, 30 other mediums and psychics there. And like oh, so many people. So I really just had to get, I just got thrown in there and yeah, I've just been learning as I go, but I definitely ground a lot and I bring crystals with me. And sometimes people are drawn to hold crystals as well. And another thing, when I'm out at the event, like say there's a distraction behind us, like a baby's crying, or if dogs start barking, sometimes my discernment will tell me to like, what is that about? Is there, and sometimes it'll actually link into the reading. So that sometimes kind of works out in spirit's favor, I'd say. I totally agree. I feel like sometimes if I'm doing a reading, like a big truck drives by, it's just like a confirmation or might like mean something specific, yeah. um, which I think took me a little while to not be like anno annoyed about that um, and not get distracted myself. <laughs> but I've never done, um, I've done group readings, but I've never done it in like a, a fair or anything like that. I I'm interested, but also kind of nervous to do something like that because there's just so it's so unknown to who is coming through. Do you feel like there's like a theme sometimes? Like if you're doing a fair and like there's like three readings or something and they're similar or or does that happen to you? Yeah, it does. So I've been doing the markets and stuff in around town for almost two years so the theme for me and especially like coming out as a medium too to like people that have known me since high school that still like are on my page and people that I still talk to every now and then you know it has been everybody's always like interested and so I've been able to figure out I resonate a lot with generational mediumship. So usually it's if the person has lost their mom or their dad, grandfather, grandmother, children, like it's usually really close in the generational line. Every now and then I get a person that has, and of course, husbands and wives as well. But every now and then I'll get a really young person that has lost a friend or something like that. But <clears throat> for the most part, it's grandparents and great grandparents that are coming through in the readings. It's usually pretty close mm -hmm. in the generational line. That's interesting. Yeah. So how would you describe so so many people have um like a different definition of mediumship? Like how would you define that for yourself? Um 
for me, it happened so organically and just so on the spectrum of it just helped my mental health so much to be able to like slow down and be present with myself and realize that these messages and these things that I've been hearing for so long, I can slow them down and use them to my own benefit. And I had to really learn how to control, or I don't want to say control because you can't control what comes through, but you can put up boundaries around like if you feel a really negative energy or a really anxious energy you can put up boundaries and push you know push that away and not interact with it yeah do you feel like that would be like your primary way they communicate with you is it mostly through like hearing messages Um, it's a little bit of a lot of things I, I hear and it's so clear when I hear it. And then it'll also, usually I'll hear and I'll also have a visual, like I'll see a silhouette or I can usually tell right away, like there's a female here. Like there's a, a woman here and she's tapping you on the shoulder and referencing, overalls what is go what is what does this mean does this mean anything and it's taken me a while to have those type of boundaries and ways of asking for the evidence from spirit but it's also just been more so about trusting what I hear and see and being able to transfer that to my sitter yeah I think like it's just interesting for well for me but also for people listening to hear about like how you experience it so and I don't know if you want to like break it down like I'm curious like is there any like physical component to that yeah I was just gonna say I (laughs) there are physical components. Like sometimes I'll feel like I got the wind knocked out of me or I'll even randomly, if I'm not even sitting with someone, if I get like a really bad headache or if I get really nauseous or if anything happens, I always scan my, my energy field and like scan around me. And I, I say specifically, I don't need to feel your feelings and what you're going through to understand this story and what you're trying to tell me. And it might not always be spirit. Um, It could be a lot of other things, but the first thing that I do, if I'm aware of it, which, you know, nine times out of 10, I, I am aware and able to, you know, call back my own, my own sovereignty. If I'm feeling something like from spirit that could be from spirit like if I'm feeling a headache or a pound in the chest or something like that yeah yeah, sometimes they've been really intense and and I'm already a high functioning like anxious person with racing thoughts and with like all the above so sometimes that can be really scary but it's also very empowering when 
it goes away and you're left with something other than like that. Okay. That was, I'm not crazy. That was a message or that was something outside of me causing that reaction in my body. Because I, I noticed too, now that if I go around certain people, I get sick. I not like, I don't, I might not stay sick the whole time, but it it disrupts my spirit when I go around certain people. And that's not to say that they're bad or good or anything, but it's just me really in the last couple of years, becoming really aware of my solar plexus and really aware of when I'm not grounded versus when I am grounded yeah and like sensations yeah 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 that's exactly what I was going to ask you I feel like um sometimes it's like a message like for example someone had an injury or whatever when they were once alive and you're like feeling that like pain like almost as a evidence like from the grandfather that died he had like a bad knee or something and you're like oh my knee hurts like that happens to me but then it's also sometimes it's more of a empathic, like psychic experience. Like you might be feeling the person that you're reading or just like around you, their energy, um, which I think is really difficult to, to start to understand the difference between those things. Yeah, um, it's really neat how they communicate and I had a really good spiritual development coach that really just pulled it out of me and stuck it like in me to just follow your intuition and that, you know, you're not, you're never wrong. Whatever you're perceiving is not wrong. You just have to figure out how to relay it for or understand and interpret. Right. Yeah. But you're not wrong that you're seeing a dog running through a field, but what other, what else could you link that to potentially? Like I was at an event for new year's and it was so busy. So many people and this sweet lady came and sat down. And as soon as she sat down, I was just like, wow, I'm just, I really want a cough drop right now. Like, why do I? And I was like, <clears throat> like clearing my throat I'm like, why do I feel like I need a cough drop? And she's like, oh my God, I think that's my husband. So, and so he always carried a cough drop around. And then I started bringing up more of what he was showing me. And he was just showing me like a candy dish in the house. And it's just so cool to, because I'm always blown away. Like I'm still blown away at the things that I see and hear and are able to just by simply showing, being willing to, you know, feel my feelings. That's why it's so important for grounding and meditation and being aware of your own energy when you're a medium or a spiritual worker. Cause you can usually, you can feel when when it's not your own energy and you can be like, Oh, that feels masculine. That feels feminine. You know, what, what is that? So. Yeah. That's so interesting. It's crazy. So <laughs> you, and you worked with Sloan. Yeah. 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 She's amazing. Um, Sloan Tate, everyone, but yeah. Um, I think it's really important for people to have like some kind of 
physical practice to help like cleanse their energy like a grounding thing because if you're gonna go into doing readings like it, I think it's vital that we have to have that like clear energy whatever that means for you so that you can interpret yeah the information that comes through yeah when did you first find out you're a medium like when did you first realize that um well growing up I always had a feeling I didn't know how to put it into words at all but I was a very visual kid like I can remember driving down the interstate with my parents being young like five and six years old and I would straight up just visualize myself or like a dog running outside like running as fast as I am jumping doing things and like I did that for hours just all of that so I know or I assume knowing what I know now, I was being visited by spirit then too. But for me, I went through a like four and a half year pain pill turned to injecting heroin addiction. And that was a big eye opener for me recovering from that and figuring out who I was and why was I trying to kill myself every day, basically. Why, why was I doing that? And that's still uncomfortable today. Um, I have my own podcast and that's what I'm diving into is why, why was I, you know, why was I doing that? Cause now looking back, it just seems so evident how much pain I was in, but then I had no idea how to put that into words. Um, but I'd say when how I knew that I was a medium or what really got me being a lot more spiritual was when my great-grandmother passed away. She passed away January 1st, 2020. And times were already like energetically feeling different for everybody because three months after that was when the world stopped and everybody had to stay inside and everything. So um, I remember being at her funeral and just because I brought my kids there because that's their great grandmother. And when you're nine, she lived to be like 90 something years old. So she didn't have a lot of people that like her age. So it was all a bunch of younger people. And I remember specifically, like I could feel one of my distant relatives like judging me for having my kids there because they were just being kids and and I remember thinking to myself like no granny would have wanted them here this is a part of life I'm not because they had kids that might that they didn't bring and I'm just like I understand kind of both but why is death and dying so taboo that you feel like you have to leave your like fourth fifth grade kid at home why can't they come be a part of that grieving you know I just feel and when they're older I feel like they'll want to have had that experience maybe yeah I just thought okay so back to the funeral I could just feel this judgment of having my kids there because they didn't have their kids there and I'm like okay that, that's interesting and um since then that person like isn't doesn't even talk to anybody in the family or anything so 
um, it's death makes people act funny. Like if they were playing the game, like playing along, you know, not seeing their grandparents all the time, because this is my great grandparents, but this would have been this person's grandparent like if they hadn't seen them in 20 years and then that that's just kind of how they are you know some people aren't I'm super sentimental like my my grandparents were like the only state of consistency that I had my parents got divorced when I was really young so my grandparents like always being there you know just drive four hours to Alabama and they're always there that is still a big foundation for um, my mediumship because my grandmother actually came to me one of the first times that she came to me because I was struggling with coming out as a medium because I do believe in Jesus Christ, Yeshua, however, however the energy finds you. Um, so it's been really hard for me to deconstruct the biblical beliefs that made me feel the Holy Spirit. But so my great grandmother, a couple months after she passed away, she, she came to me and I was in this like cycle in my head going back and forth. And I heard her so clearly and I felt her and she's like, Ashlyn, if you can come out as a recovering heroin addict to everyone, you can (laughs) come out as a medium, like, think about how good this feels and I just was like oh like I felt relieved you know like that makes me feel good yeah see I'm living her yeah just the amount of freedom that I get to experience now previous to women in my generational line a couple generations ago like it's liberating being able to be like I don't know like is she is she a witch like what is what is she you know getting really being able to stand in your power um and I think that's why I went through my drug addiction too because I didn't know how to handle my power and when I say my power I'm not saying I'm more powerful than anyone I'm saying like our soul our soul power that we all have inside of us every single one of us has a beautiful sparkle of of God in them yeah and I think I like <laughs> anyone can connect with that or develop that like in their own way I don't think everyone necessarily has to do it through mediumship but if they want to they could <laughs> too yeah yeah that's beautiful I think like I think a lot of people in generations before might have had these similar gifts. I know at least in in my family line, there's a lot of like mentally ill people um, that I feel like probably had those connections to spirit, but it wasn't acceptable or understood even through them. And then of course, religion, my family is very Catholic. um, So, but there is such a deep mysticism within Catholicism and Christianity and like just the idea of connecting to the Holy Spirit I think is really similar to what we do but it's just 
I don't think people understand are open. Not everyone is open to understanding it that way. I thought I, so Ashlyn has her own podcast. Get curious. You just started it. And I listened to your latest episode and you were talking a little bit about your kind of experience deepening your understanding of like kind of the feminine connection in the Bible and some things that maybe were misinterpreted. So I'm just curious, like, do you feel like you have a guide guidance from any kind of like feminine energy through that? Like, I know you were talking a little bit about Mary Magdalene. I'm curious about your experience. I'm so glad you brought her up. Um, yeah. So my experience, yeah, absolutely. And mother Mary too, but more so, um, Mary Magdalene. I, when I was incarcerated a couple, like six years ago when I was in jail and I talk about a lot of that on my podcast, um, my heroin addiction, like they say, it's jails, institutions, or death. So I'm just very grateful that um, I've been able to. You're alive. Yeah, exactly. But I remember this is why mediumship is so dear to me because it did happen so organically. And I was at such a rock bottom, gambling with my soul and my life every day. So when I was in jail and I felt the Holy Spirit, I felt it. I knew that that was something different, something I had never felt in church, something that, yeah, you feel it around your family members, of course. It's just like on fire whenever you allow yourself to really feel the energy of source in that way. And especially when you're going through hard times. Um, So specifically, I remember already being comfortable with God, energy, Jesus, because I was in my Bible pretty much every day, reading, journaling, being in the word. So I felt God and I felt Jesus and it felt masculine. I didn't know that at the time, but now looking back, I can say, oh, that was masculine. And what happened to me when I was sitting in, because we were allowed to go to classes while we were in the jail. So when I went to one of the classes and I was in a smaller setting, smaller room, I remember like, okay, I got God with me. I feel so good. And then I felt another presence come in and I was just like, holy shit, what is this? Who are you? But I didn't even know that like I could ask questions, but looking back, I know that was Mary Magdalene just coming in and showing me like basically the yin and the yang is how I perceive it because after all the things that I've been through in my life I have been pushed over into my masculine energy a lot more so being able to feel that I was just like oh wow that is very very divine that's that's different yeah, it's so interesting. Like I have, a, I don't know. I've just always had a very deep connection with Mother Mary. I was not raised religious, but my parents are, were. So, you know, my grandma is super Catholic and Mary's a big deal for them. 
but I just always like had just a such a connection to her and throughout like different times of my life I've had just weird um kind of like signs where just moving into my new apartment like there'd be like a statue of her and I'll just see her like in different um significant points of my life but I'm Mary Magdalene has really interesting story so I think it's if even if people don't have any interest in religion or were raised in a different religion, I think the stories can be very enlightening and like empowering um, and can provide like healing to kind of understand there are so many, I think so many aspects that have been erased. Yeah. What I'm hearing right now is Jesus learned it from somebody he didn't just become a 30 year old. Cause there's a lot of time that is unaccounted for of his life. And he didn't just become enlightened by doing nothing. He, there, there's a lot of different things you can research. Um, but my belief is that he, I think he went to Egypt and learned like he was a lot of a lot of people say that in like different schools. Yeah. There were mystery schools over there. Yeah. And like just mystics, that was probably what they were referred to, but yeah, a lot of stuff has been taken away and that like the Bible was my starting ground. And now that I have deconstructed a lot of beliefs that I used to believe I'm like wow that's very fearful those are very controlling I don't resonate with that it doesn't feel good with my spirit so when you think about the fruits of the spirit that the bible talks about which is like joy peace love good things that's what you should be feeling when you're working with any healer or spiritual person like obviously we we have egos that come up so you might have some shit come up some bad feelings but as long as you can discern those back away and feel the love still then that that's what we're going for like we're not gonna ever at least my belief is we're not gonna ever be a hundred percent healed we're gonna always be keeping on the journey of healing you know yeah I don't think it's like a uh I don't even know how what the right word is for it but like it's it's not an experience that has an end it's it's continuous yeah that's so interesting I like was listening it was like a YouTube I don't know why this is coming up but it feels important but I was like a YouTube ad that was like in between a podcast that I was listening to. And they're talking about people's experience, like with their parents and like kids. Um, if kids feel like this fear around their mom or their dad, like they're not going to be comfortable sharing with you. And I feel like it's the same kind of idea with that higher spiritual family parent god whatever you want to call it like if there's this fear of that there's there's no way we can feel comfortable enough to really receive and experience that mutual connection 
And I feel like for me, the word God in itself too, it took a long, a lot of healing to feel even like comfortable with that, of it not being like something better than me, like uh, that it is me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. And you just talked about kids and how they pick up on certain vibes around their parents. And that's something that I learned. There's a book called Conscious Parenting. I recommend it to anybody who is, even if you're not a parent and you're just around kids, or if you're going through inner healing, inner child healing, inner girl healing, this book by Dr. Shafali is so incredible. She she explains how consciously we have to look at our children and they are mirroring everything back to us. So if your kid is slamming doors and throwing fits and leaving their clothes all around, you're doing it too. And the beautiful thing about parenting is you can either show up and do it consciously, or you can, you're going to have those patterns run through your family and you're, you're going to not live as fulfilled as if you realized like my biggest thing for me is I used to like I realized yell like with yelling I used to be a big yeller at my kids yelling at them to do something and then I'm like well wait a minute I don't do good when people yell at me and also my kids were yell started yelling back and I'm like you can't yell stop yelling and yell it to someone that's like being a, the biggest hypocrite ever and I remember as a kid always being told like don't back talk stop back talking and I've realized now like I have to let my 12 year old almost 13 year old daughter back I have to let her experiment a little bit with who she is and every time she slams the door am I always going to rush in there and be like why did you do that no because I'm I, I'm I'm learning that people can become addicted to that chaos. So I'm in print. If I chase her essentially after, you know, can I, mom, can I do this? No, you can't. We're not, we're not doing anything like that tonight. Oh, you're the worst mom ever. And she runs to her room and shuts the door. Does she really mean that? No, she wants connection and closeness. And she wants to be seen that she's not getting her way right now. Instead of me marching in there how and being like, how dare you treat, how dare you do that? How dare, and what does she learn from that? Like, I didn't learn anything from that, but the conscious parenting book talks about the emotional imprinting that our parents leave on us is kind of like an energetic filter that is in one household mm. so the energetic filter of the way the dynamics were spiritually emotionally physically like they'll be pat that's how the generational trauma passes down is through those emotional filters and imprints because if you notice 
I'm guilty of it too, but like everybody has that, that point or that subject that they're like, Oh, I can't talk about this right now. Like they're like, literally like, I can't do it. Don't, don't push me. A lot of people feel that way. And like generations before us weren't allowed to express themselves. That was the generation of kids are to be seen and not heard. And they, yeah. So I guess that's why I resonate with being a generational medium is because having my daughter grow up and watch, you know, watching her mirror everything back to me has been just so spiritual. And me being able to picture myself at 12 years old and like, what did I really need from, from my mom and my dad? And so I try to give my children just a safe place to express themselves because they're not always gonna, like, they're gonna whine and they're gonna do all those things that are oh so triggering, but they're just, they're just living. They're just expressing themselves. And the more you try to suppress it, like, stop crying, stop crying. I told you, stop crying. What? what why is that okay you know like once I realized a couple years ago I was saying that and people around me were saying that I've had to nicely like tell people like please don't tell them to stop crying like please don't do that or please don't say that to them and it's really uncomfortable but it also it's like that's my that's my job um to advocate for them you know I think that's so important because those are the things that yeah like they show up later in life it makes it more difficult to experience yeah. asking for this or that or experience your emotions because of the way you were talked to and like they, they so many people talk about like our subconscious imprinting and to take it like into the generational it's so it's kind of crazy because it goes back so far so even things that were like uncomfortable discussing like you said like maybe we just weren't allowed to talk about that at all um so it makes it like almost like a avoidant thing yeah and you don't want to suppress those emotions like that like it's easier said than done but especially over a long period of time suppressing your emotions can turn to you know your body reacting to the emotional because your body's not being able to run your body's a machine and it's not being able to run the right way because you're blocking like you're having blocks come up and you just mentioned about the subconscious programming and I think we talked about this in our last session that I had with you too um I think it's you can't I I don't know what I hear when I'm in oh the or like well, on the hamster wheel I have it I somewhere hear, in my notes but I can't yeah I hear like no you can't or something along those lines, but it's exactly what a parent would say. Like, no, you can't. And that's not saying my parents are bad or anything, 
it's just what it is. Like I have clients come to me that are moms and they're like, oh, I've done this, this, and this. How can I never hurt them again? How can I, how can I never do this again? And I have to tell them you are, it's not about you never doing it again. It's about you being willing to show up vulnerable and open and being like, I am so sorry that I acted like that. Like the fact that they're even concerned about it is, is, is important. None of us are getting out without any kind of generational trauma. Like everybody's going to have it. Even the, the kid that has all the resources and both the kid that has both parents and has everything going for them, they're still going to have some sort of generational trauma. So that kind of makes me feel a little bit better knowing that like even the parents that have it all figured out because all three of my children were unplanned. I actually, I became a mom very young. I was 18 years old when I had my, my oldest daughter. So yeah, there's a lot that goes with, with parenting and and you're like growing up together. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this is like too personal. So if it is, but is there addiction in your family? Like do other people have addictions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this goes back to looking at the generations in my family. Um, so the generations before me, their addictions were not like they weren't sticking a needle in their arm and living on the street. So it was more acceptable, I guess there's that word like high uh, functioning addict, like someone can be a functional addict. So yeah, absolutely. There is. And I do worry about that, like with my children. So that's why I'm also open about my struggles and what I've been through, because I remember being a kid, you want to know. And if you don't know the full story, you put together pieces in your head anyways, as a kid. And so I'd rather my children have a clear idea because obviously I don't tell them everything but I tell them yeah of course not their kids but and I answer their questions because I just know that it's gonna do more good than damage like I think the damage would be you know me not talking about it and not sharing about it because I actually have a TikTok that I made that says I will never stop speaking out about addiction because there's an entire generation of parents or there's an entire generation of children that are losing their parents. Addiction is touching everyone. So yeah, it just, it's a really uncomfortable thing to talk about, even though it's years behind me, it's still really uncomfortable, but it also fires me up and makes me just want to speak for those that can't speak anymore. Yeah. And I think it's so important to see like that it's possible, you know, to not be using for the rest of your life. Like when you're in an active 
state like that, it's it's really hard to imagine a future. So I think it's important for you to do that. So I'm proud of you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys want to know more details about your story with um, drugs and your experience going to jail, you can hear it on the podcast. And I'm sure you're going to go into kind of a lot more about kind of the recovery process and your experience with mediumship. So everyone should subscribe. I'll put the links in the show notes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm um, I'm just going to look and see if there's any questions I want. I had some things I was curious about. One thing that I'm curious, because I know you mentioned this on your podcast that you had like a connection with the numbers three through three and three like I'm curious if there's any signs or symbols when your grandmother or other spirits come to you like do you have any specific signs that show you they're near you yeah um usually it's different every time and it, when it's a, a loved one I can usually tell like very fast who it is what they're trying to say because they're usually just trying to say they love you and they support you I'm here you know validate that I'm here I'm here um they they come through on the radio a lot for me too and seeing seeing the numbers on my phone like I see them all the time like the 555 333 all of them I saw and, the four, 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 like it was a second ago when we were recording. Yeah. And people can say what they want about angel numbers. Cause even sometimes when I see them, I am like, oh, boohoo or great, you know, another angel number. But then there's also another feeling like counteracting with that. Like, no, it's, it's good, Ashlyn. It's good. So I think. The message can be different every time, even if it's the same thing, even if like you make a promise with your your dying loved one that they're going to come around as a, a red bird, as a cardinal, you know, you could still have different messages, you know, it could come on a t-shirt or it could even be, it could come on like a bumper sticker or even if it's a red bird, not just try not to get too specific with the symbols. It's more so what you feel when you, or at least for me, it's like what you feel along with seeing the sign. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, because there's so many, there's like 35 blogs that are like, what does this 444 mean? And like, you might get understanding out of that. Like it might be relevant for you. But it's probably more like what you're saying, like when you see that on the clock or like on the symbol, like what are you experiencing in that moment? Yeah. And like what, what are you thinking about too? I yeah. feel like it's often for me, like when I see them, it's often like a confirmation, like of just something I was thinking about or almost that I'm in the vibration like I'm in having a good experience in that moment and that's when I'll see the signs and I feel like it's almost like encouragement to keep having like 
that joyous feeling or like just having more fun. Yeah, absolutely. And about mediumship too, I know that a lot of mediums work differently. I would encourage people to ask if you're about to work with a medium, ask them, what are your beliefs? They don't have to have the same beliefs as you. Just make sure that they sound and that your gut is telling you that they are a heart-centered, open person, because that's the type of medium that you want to connect with and open up with is someone who is very heart-centered, because I know in my practice, I don't control what comes through. Uh, I have people I have sitters sometimes that will sit down and before I can even tell them, you know, this is a blind reading, I'm just going to tell you my impressions that I'm seeing and feeling around you. They go, they're like, oh, my husband died and they start crying. And okay, so I see that this is going to be a more of like a grief consoling session. Like she knows her husband's there. She just needs to a little bit of help getting out of that vibration of grief, because if you're sucked into this huge tragedy and you're not feeling joy and love and abundance and you're not feeling those feelings authentically, you might forget that they exist and you might start resonating more with the grief and sorrow and that's okay. Um, But yeah, what I was going to say is I can't control what what comes through necessarily. I had a, um, I had a lady sit down at a market one time and she sat down and I was like, your sister, I was like, I feel like your sister has passed away. Has she? And she's like, yeah, yeah, she's passed away, but I don't want to talk to her. I'm like, well, she's, she's wanting to talk to you. She's acknowledging you guys being in the kitchen, doing dishes and like roughhousing. And I was like, I feel like she's trying to say, sorry, would that be something? Oh, nope. That lady did not want any part of it. And that is when my, you have to like pivot and kind of be like, explain well, she's coming through. What else? Because it kind of puts a block on the rest of the reading for me. Um, this doesn't happen all the time. And the lady was really nice. She just wasn't, she wasn't really there to heal. She was just there to hear from someone else. I don't even remember who she wanted to hear from. But I can't look at that like I failed. I can't look at that like I didn't just because she might've been upset that she didn't hear what she wanted to hear. Spirit is on the other line, ecstatic because- Yeah, sometimes it's not exactly what you want, but it's what you have to, you need to hear, which I think can be really hard. And I think sometimes people just want, uh, just want like confirmation that they're, like doing the right thing but I don't necessarily feel like that it comes always through a mediumship reading do you feel like different like sometimes people just can't like they might think that they need a reading but they just need healing um no I haven't had anyone well yes I take that back um 
I've had a few instances where people will pay me and they'll get on the call and they're like, okay, his name is Robbie Bennett. What is he doing right now? And I'm like, oh, I don't work that way. I, I don't understand. So the session ends up turning, this has happened a few times, um, all regarding relationships. Like the women just want me to psychic- like psychically spy on them. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny, but so, also kind of sad. <laughs> immediately, I use this as a, a way for me to be like, listen, you need to go take a shower, light some candles, put some mantras on about self-love. You need to throw away all his stuff. Like, do they listen? I have no idea, but I give them, when I get people that come with those type of readings, I still try to show up authentically instead of just like blowing it off um, because I still think there's something to learn because maybe years ago I would have went to a medium and asked those those surface level questions because I'm just not a surface level spiritual worker. You know, I want to get in there to the shadow work and to, you know, all the deep, all the deep wounds, you know, I want to talk about those <laughs> yeah I think I think sometimes people it's almost like a party trick kind of thing that they're expecting and then you're like actually legit and and tell them all this intense stuff and they're like oh wait I, I, I don't know if I was ready for that but I think I truly believe that spirit aligns us like with our clients like even if it was like a not a good experience per se I think it teaches you or them like something so I think there's a reason that they might come in yeah I agree I agree so much and it's just really about putting yourself out there and gaining confidence as you know doing it at markets and gaining confidence and because now when I do that I know that when I'm in settings like this one-on-one, -on -one, I can totally trust my gut because it has been right. And I'm not always right. Obviously there's things that I'm, I don't get, I don't get, you know, the sitter doesn't get the evidence all the way sometimes, but there's still learning to be done from that. Yeah. And I still, I feel like it's, how I see it, it's also almost like a transmission of energy. Like if we're going to sit down in a reading, like we're going to have this conversation, but there's also spirit is coming through and like, I am helping you connect to that energy. So they might just have some kind of healing experience, even if it's not necessarily like an energy healing, like a Reiki session or something. I feel like it's, transformative even if they don't fully understand why yeah yeah reiki has been very transformative for me that's something that when i heard what it was a couple years ago it was just one of those things where it was i i, I heard about it i was like okay that sounds interesting that sounds like exactly what i need to be doing and in 2020, I was working 
in the housekeeping department at a, a condo on the beach here. And it was a really nice job. I loved it. Like I just was able to listen to podcasts all day. And I was, I was the laundry room attendant and I loved it. And then there was a big hurricane that happened. Um, and we just didn't have to go to work for like a couple of weeks because the power was out and things were really, really damaged. And spirit was like, nudging me and pushing me to quit that job because there were a lot of it was a lot of um I don't necessarily want to say abuse but there was like abuse of power going on with the people above me like just the way he would treat the staff um and I was discerning that and like feeling like this is not right this is not cool I don't feel safe here so that was a big, another big thing of me just like trusting spirit and he's spirit has provided since then. And I'm so grateful for just being able to show up. And, um, this isn't my quote directly. I did hear this from a lady that Suzanne Geisman, um, she's a medium on YouTube and stuff, but her one of her coaches told her, someone that went to like Arthur Finley Mediumship College, one of her prayers, she says, is just let me always be in awe. Let me always be like, oh my God, I can't believe. How did I know that name? How did I know John? How did I know it was Mark? Like, how did I know all of this? Just being blown away. And that's one thing that I just, I really do cherish because in my readings, I am being like a hundred percent genuine with the messages and the love. And I just, I love that my clients can, can feel that. Yeah. It's so interesting. Do you feel like the spirits will come like, like, do you feel like they come into your space like when you're doing it on zoom or do you feel like it's almost like you're going to them they come to me I think I probably go to them in some ways um but for the most like they come to me for sure I think do you feel like when you do a like a Reiki session or like a healing session do you feel like there's different energies that come forward like different guides than when you do your um readings yeah um I'm glad you asked that that's a great question um yeah because when I'm around someone and I'm feeling their loved one or their husband their children and if we're doing the reading and I feel like the Holy Spirit or God come in or one of the archangels, this doesn't happen too, too much, but I can feel it because it is an even higher energy and feeling than me being the medium portraying that. Cause even like the word medium, I'm, I'm not going all the way up to the level that spirit is at. I'm just helping them helping the sitter feel through that grief, because if they're in that grief that we just talked about and forgot what joy and love feels like, then they're going to, they might miss those 
um, moments with their, their spiritual loved one, they might miss those because they haven't felt that in a while. Yeah. I always feel like it's the, the energy of God or whatever. I feel it as like unconditional love. Like, and I feel like that is not always an experience or a feeling that everyone has had. So I feel like sometimes it can be mm, slightly uncomfortable because it's almost like bigger than, bigger than our body. Yeah, our, our spiritual, like our human vessels, our body, it is so incredible, but it is also important to remember that it is just a vessel and that, that helps me a lot. I try to like, I pray, you know, let me have life force energy coursing through my veins all day. Let me want to feel alive because I still struggle with depression and anxiety. So anytime I feel like lit up with source, God, love, like that unconditional love, I'm like visualizing it all through my body and like holding on to it because I don't feel like that a hundred percent of the time, you know, a lot of the time, like I'm feeling a lot of heavy stuff, like not a lot, but a good amount of the time, like I'm just feeling everyday normal life. So one thing I will say, cause this has came up twice. Um, one of my really good childhood friends, um, December of 2020, I was actually, I was at my, um, level two Reiki class. I had just been attuned in level two, when I got out of the class and checked my phone, I had a text message from another friend telling me that they had found her and that she had left a note mm-hmm. and I can still feel it and like visualize like me looking down at the phone and the whole room. It was like this overlay, like a filter feeling. And that's how I, that's how I think I feel grief too is like a filter you know like how people have filters on their phones and stuff but this is like a spiritual filter and I layers I guess you could say so that her name was Monique so back to Monique um I feel her every once in a while I feel her like I get messages from her and stuff but I remember specifically a couple months ago, like I'm driving, I'm all by myself and I, she comes to me and I'm just like overwhelmed with love and joy. And I'm so happy. And I'm like, yes, I love you so much. It's okay. And then she starts to fade away and she slips away. And that feeling like it brings me two tears right now. It is gut-wrenching. And I think that's why a lot of people stay in that grief because of the feeling of having to like re-go through feeling them slip away, you know, if that makes any sense. Because that's how I feel with my grandma too. Like I'll feel her slip away, but it's a different kind of slip away when I feel her because she lived a long life. And it's just like different. The grief is different. It's not any better or worse or anything it's just different that's so interesting to think about it like that like uh 
it's almost like a time capsule or something like if you're able to connect in with them you can connect in with who they were but I feel like it's hard to sometimes it's hard to let go and let them experience something different like but I do think that when we call upon spirits like I don't know what you think about reincarnation but I do think that they will their energy will always be there but they might be moving on to something else too yeah which is kind of hard to think of like it's like confusing but yeah I've heard um I'm very open with my beliefs like I've heard that a soul can't reincarnate until everybody is gone that they know that's living and then I've also heard like that you can be omnipresent already and like they both make sense to me I see the like I can feel how they both could be true in a sense but I do also believe and feel that omnipresent unconditional spirit so of course spirit could be in all the different places and I definitely believe in past lives absolutely do you have like a any angels like specifically that you feel the most connected to um definitely Michael Archangel Michael um and I did have I had my Akashic records read a couple years ago and they brought up like a Native American protector man so I don't know if that was like me in a different life or if that was just someone that protected me in a different life Um, I'm still trying to figure all that out and like decode my dreams and whatnot like a guide yeah a guide that's the word definitely a guide that's interesting yeah I think there's so many different things that could be possible I feel like sometimes guides are like us from a past life or like parallel like I don't even know how to think about that it gets so confusing <laughs> but it's almost like us coming even just like our higher self or like future self I feel like they can come and assist us with things same as we could go back and connect with our inner child but I do feel like for me at least my perception is angels are almost like a separate thing like we could an angel could work with us like Michael or whatever um but it's not necessarily like they're our guide. They're more like that omnipresent thing, like Jesus or Buddha or like a like a archetypal energy. Like anyone could develop that relationship. But I do feel like certain ones come in for people. I've seen that like with angels, at least. Right now, who's coming up and they're like, I can't believe you forgot about me. So uh, Kali, the goddess of the universe, and then um, the green... The green Tara. Green, green Tara. Tara. I have her in my office. She's coming. Yeah. They, they just were like, hello. And it's funny because they're like green and red together, kind of. So it's kind of hard for me to siphon at first because I just felt like energy. And then I got the names. And then I'm like, okay. And I try not to question it too much. Um, because once they once spirit gives, you know, some kind of some clear feelings to you. Like you don't need to let your ego talk you out of what you're feeling. If you feel like 
that Conway Twitty song on the radio was specifically for you or whatever, then it it definitely was. And I want people to also know that their loved ones on the other side, at least the way I see it, they're happy when you are like, oh, Grandpa Joe, you loved that song. Like, they're like, heck yeah, I did, man, you know? And they're just, they're still human. So even if they are like reincarnating and going, since they love us so much, especially grandparents, oh my God, they love their grandkids so much that they, yeah, they're still very much linked in to their um their grandkids yeah and like the fam I feel like even just working with your own healing like we're connecting with them so they can kind of feel that which I think is really cool yeah well anything else I I would love to know like um we mentioned your podcast so people can check that out and then anything else you want to share any big dreams for the podcast any plans for the future in terms of what you want to be sharing um lots of plans and lots of visions ideally I would like to work with women who are getting out of being incarcerated or domestic violence or just women who are ready to heal and may not have the means. Like my dream would be obviously to have like a healing oasis for these women where they could like not have to pay anything. And of course they'd be pulling their weight, doing other things, but just a safe place for them to get like their feet on the ground and then be reintroduced back into society. Cause I think a lot of women are getting sucked into like the generational curse of thinking you have to have, you know, that you're less than because you're not married and having kids by a certain age, or because you've had kids with two different fathers or because your aunt, your aunt so-and-so said you're this, you know, people need to really let go. In my opinion, just trust themselves more and let go of other other people's opinions and realize that Jesus is like he was one of the original I'm sure there were way more before him of course but he really shook stuff up like he People did just, not everyone hated him yeah. like when he was alive like they literally killed him so yeah, he was he was <laughs> not like he was doing different stuff just like teachers and spiritual people like me and you who talk about our struggles and still smile and still like don't let anybody take that away from us I think that's really powerful because um I just think it's interesting the type the people that like pick on addicts and tell people like oh it was a choice it was just this and it's like if you really understood like the things that I tell myself and the, the way that I beat myself up is way worse than anything that you could ever throw at me. And then on top of that, I've recovered. So just no, like you're basically stepping in your own shit when you talk about a really empowered recovered addict, because why would you, so you're saying that person should be dead. Like, I just don't get people's thinking sometimes, you know, but I guess that's the main thing that I just want to like advocate for is 
not being afraid to speak up for your story and rewrite your your story and I think that's so important I feel like people have no matter what you experience everyone has some level of like shame around it and I think even just being open and willing to share snippets of your experience I think that is healing for so many people to it's like a weight lifted and I'm sure you'll experience that in your own life um but I think it's that's inspiring for other people so everyone should check out your podcast and um you can get readings with Ashlyn too yeah do you can people just email you yeah, if they want to get a reading or do you have a like a website booking thing or I do have a booking link but if you do want to email me my email is a e m bliss b l i s s at gmail.com you can email me and I will send you my link I'll even do 20% off if you tell me like hey I'm from Grace's oh, yeah, that's nice. podcast yeah and um I also I'm on Facebook as Ashlyn A-S-H-L-Y-N Martin and then I am on Instagram and TikTok as Medium Ashlyn amazing I have one more question um, do your kids know that you're a medium? Do you talk to them about that? Yes. Do you think that yes. they have their own like energetic gifts? I mean, everyone does, as we mentioned before, but do you f- see that for them? Yes. Like they, my girls, because my little boy, like he's, he's wild. He's a wild card. And my girls are six and almost seven and 13. They're both turning seven and 13 this year. And they are my biggest role models with just the way that they don't care about what people think. And they're just so unapologetically themselves. Um, They do, my oldest daughter specifically, she will say things like if we're out in public or if we're watching like YouTube with like real reality stars or real people. Sometimes she'll be like, mommy, is her grandma passed away? And I'm like, I have to explain to her um, kind of what's going on. And she's like, no. And my, she also lost her, her aunt, her aunt Barbara. She lost her aunt right in front of her in 2020. It was a really traumatic thing that happened in the family um and that happened like right in front of her so she still brings that up a lot Mm. and she'll sometimes say things like how come you can talk to dead people and I can't (laughs) that is cute I'm like girl you are what do you mean what are you feeling right now what are what are you seeing and she's like I don't know I miss aunt Barbara and I'm like literally coaching her telling her like well then she must be right there if you yeah, miss her. if you're thinking about her <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah, yeah my well, thank you <laughs> I really enjoyed having this conversation with you and I'm excited um to share we'll put all Ashlyn's links in the show notes and Yay. then we will see you guys later bye <laughs>
Bye.